0: Them, right. It's only going to be us. You need to know that we come here to fight every yeah. week. Let's go boss. I got oh that. Dude. They shot me in Denver. You won't. not no. Right. 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 Right on 1 2 3. That's right.
1: We are back in on an Aftermath Monday edition of the program. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Text line down. So if you're like, "Well, what's your problem?" My text not good enough anymore for you guys? No, they are. Uh, You guys are great. We love you guys. My brothers. But uh, we're just down right now. So if you want to call the show or if you want to tweet at us, then you can do that. And if not, just sit back and enjoy the ride and I'll handle the rest. Okay? Uh, Pretty funny tweets going. Uh, um, Dirty Mike and the boys, super funny. It's the Wolverine. He has the Wolverine meme where he's laying in the bed like so sad looking at a photo.
2: Jake just showed it to me. It was great.
1: And then it's another picture of what's on the photo and it says danny and jake reading my texts so um you know i love you too i wish i knew how to quit you our listeners are the best. That's for sure. Um, so I have Zach in studio here. I gave him an assignment. I'm gonna see where his top five Broncos draft busts rank. Uh, we'll have uh, Jake commenting on the whole thing as well. To buy us a couple more minutes here to put our list together, we're gonna go out to the hotline and get our guy. He's a mayhem icon, singer-songwriter. It's Chuck Nasty.
0: Hey, Chuck. Hi, Danny. What's up? Wow, I'm proud I'm I made it to icon.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Hey, uh, hey, how about those smokers? I was so proud of them when they were up by seventeen, and it was tied off, of a I almost turned it off. I said, "Now ah, I think I got a good feeling. Mm-hmm. We're going to pull it out." Okay. And I, even Aaron Gordon showed up, and he's really been a bust the last month.
1: But uh...
0: well, he was there yesterday. Finally. The first three games since Golden State, it wasn't even like he was even on the floor. Yeah. They were just going by him, around him, through him. and he, he was no defense at all. Yeah. But he did really good yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hey, Danny. Yeah.
0: I saw the future yesterday uh, on this channel called Stadium. Okay. I saw FCF. Fan-controlled football.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's the league that Johnny Football plays in. Mantel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you know about that. I do. I, I, I mean, it's a pretty cool concept. Yeah, I follow Everybody that league. gets the app, and they've got their cell phone, and exactly you punch right, in the play. And whatever play wins the most votes, yeah. that's the play they run. Okay. And they have no coaches. They have, like, uh, facilitators, they mm-hmm. call them. They say, this is the play they voted on. And... uh. I, it's, it's just dumb enough to make it.
1: Uh, it's interesting. I mean, guys want to play. There's so many little niche channels or streams where you can watch stuff. It's like yeah. it doesn't have to be on NBC to be successful, I guess. I guess you have to pay the players. The players get hurt. Like somebody has to cover the expenses and things like that. But, you know, how many sponsors does it take to make something like this happen? There's still names in this league from guys who kind of used to play. It's interesting. I don't know. I mean, there's dumber stuff on TV. I watch drones race on TV. Like, they're racing and, like, doors and, like, neon lights and stuff. I've watched oh, that. Oh,
0: I've seen some of that, too. Yeah. yeah it's kind of cool, I guess, for, like, one
1: time ever. All right. Anything else, Chuck? What do you got? Hey, hey, I'm going to give you... Yeah, give me one, of, one or two of the biggest drunk Broncos draft bust of all time.
0: Paxton Lynch. Okay. And Ted Gregory.
1: Okay. Um, Two great ones. Two guys that are on my list. I have four guys on my list. I'm trying to find a fifth. Um... Okay, tell me a little bit about Gregory. And then I I think we schooled Zach on Gregory a couple weeks ago. He was, in 1988, the Broncos' first-round pick.
2: 87, I think.
1: Okay. He um, was drafted sight unseen by Dan Reeves and the Broncos. He was supposed to be uh, a man amongst boys, a big freak of nature uh, at his position, which was what, tackle? Yeah, at Syracuse. And he turned out to be shorter than Dan Reeves by a few inches. Yeah, Dan you Reeves know. said, "I'm
0: going to go down and meet the guy." Looked like and he Rudy. Was a foot shorter than Dan he, Reeves. Yeah, and it
1: was Rudy. So um, never played a lick. I don't think he never actually they tra- traded him in training camp. He was traded right. to the Saints. Trains. for sh- I don't not Sean Knight for somebody, and uh, that guy never played. Uh, he injured himself, I think, in the first game. Never played again. A knee. Might have played I, four I, games. I don't know. I,
0: I have a couple more bus draft busts okay, bus.
1: for. Give me one more, then we'll save some for everybody else.
0: Okay, uh, Joe Dudek. I'm sorry, what? Joe Dudek. You're a gomber.
1: What do you mean? Who's what's, who's Joe Dudek?
0: He was the Division Three all-time rushing leader. Okay. Dan Reeves drafted him, and he kind of broke leg like the first game, and he Car- never played again. But he was first round draft like, We wanted him running back. And, I was like, no, don't do that. Yeah. But that was what I wanted to say about the CFF, the FCF. Yeah. Every pl- every person who watches the NFL, how many is that, 100 million? Yes. They all think they're better athletes than the coaches. I I know more than any coach. I know more than Peyton. I know more than uh, Fitzpatrick or whatever our new coaches. Yeah. I, I know more than them. Don't mm-hmm. you, Danny? Could you run the team better than they run it? I
1: think I do, okay. I'm good, you you know, know.
0: too. See, that's why that league is going to make it. Because everybody thinks they know better. I got than a lot coach.
1: of George Payton. I'm ready to make some big-time shrewd moves. I'm ready to get crazy, do whatever it takes. Oh,
0: man, I'll, I have, uh, I'd have, you know, yeah. t- Tom Brady well, for a backup. I'll just put it that way. Well,
1: Chuck, I'd love to hear from you. Give us a call tomorrow, and we'll see you later, buddy.
0: It's hey, man, you guys have a great time. And you have a great show, and... All right. Just keep on keeping you on.
1: You too, buddy. Love you. Bye.
0: Peace.
1: All right. Um, I got five guys on my list. I could probably come up with a couple of more, but I'm going to start with, we just talked about Ted Gregory. I'm eliminating him. He's just an iconic kind of story of a draft miss in the history of the franchise. He was like the 26th overall pick. He's not the greatest draft bust ever, but he's on my top five. Um, yeah, it's one of the
2: five biggest draft busts. You get a guy and draft him in the first round and he doesn't even play for you uh, because you didn't properly scout him. Uh, it seems like there were, in the research I did uh, in the five, 10 minutes you threw this to me, it seems like there were even red flags with him coming out of college and the Broncos probably should have been aware of what they were getting themselves into.
1: I'm going to give you my list and then we'll, you can give me yours. Uh, I got Ted Gregory. I got Jarvis Moss, who was like, the, yep. who was like his heart wasn't ever in it. He was so slight of frame and never like looked the part ever just never was you know the guy uh went to the Raiders after made us hate him more and then just totally flamed out um, he was like the 17th overall in the in 2007 I think might, I might be off about that um,
2: three and a half sacks in three or four seasons for the Broncos for
1: Jarvis Moss yeah
2: for a first round edge which is horrific
1: no totally and then um, you know there's a little, a little cloud on him there's a little bit you know he people, were, had, people had expectations on him um, Willie Middlebrooks was the 24th overall pick in I'm not sure what year it was. Uh, It was a horrible Shanahan pick for a guy who came in injured, had a bum ankle coming out of Minnesota. And he's just one of these guys who when Broncos fans think of draft bus, you think of Willie Middlebrooks because man, I don't know. um, He was, he was touted. He was supposed to be a great player, but he was damaged goods. And uh, never I just you know I'm trying to go with guys who had a lot of expectation, guys who um, were supposed to be great players and just were the furthest thing from it. Uh, Maurice Mauricelort, he might not be in a lot of people's list because he was a third round pick, but he was one of the um, one of the most popular and controversial college football players in the history of the national. College College Athletic Athletic Association. Yeah, Zach. So, yeah. So Claret was just, he was an incredible player at Ohio State. He had so much baggage, so many issues. It was crazy that the Broncos drafted him at the time. This was an era Era of what where Broncos football, where they had running backs, like a running back factory, they're churning them out and at the time they had a good running back. So the gamble on Maurice Claret even seemed more, you know, like nonsensical. The only thing that ended up happening was the guy was drinking gray goose in the Broncos locker out of a water bottle. Okay. He was getting unquote, unquote, getting his goose on. He was drinking vodka, getting his goose on Maurice Claret um, at practices. I mean, at training camp. This guy was, to be able to do that and go out there and perform, though, was show you what kind of freak of nature he was. He was um, such a big figure.
2: Good to, 30 for 30 on him.
1: To flame out here in Denver the way he did was you know epic and makes him one of the five greatest draft busts of all time. And then I got Paxton as my number one draft bust of all time. Here's why. The history of this franchise not having success drafting quarterbacks in the first round, the only other time that I think they've ever done it was Tommy Maddox. And that cost Dan Reeves' his job. And it was, you know, it was a great saga in Broncos history. Um, But Paxton, when you move up for a guy, you don't just like a guy. You love a guy. You're in love with the guy. They moved up for him. Okay? He's a first-round pick. He was such a flame-out. He never really even got an opportunity. He was such a goof he was so inept they had so little trust and faith in the guy they gave him four games he played a first round pick I mean as a first round pick a team and like almost anywhere in the first round you got to quarterback in the first round Christian Ponder uh that's like anybody Manziel you get two years to go out there and just flame out. You know what I mean? To l- literally flame out and prove to the whole world you can't do it. Paxton Lynch got 4 games. He played in 4 games for the Broncos. What a disaster that was because you're also coming off winning a, a world championship and some of the greatest, you know, era f- of football in NFL history, definitely in Broncos history. Therefore, Paxton Lynch is my greatest draft bust of all time. Thank you. Much. Give me one yeah. or two years and we'll go to break.
2: Uh, you're totally right. I think uh, Paxton Lynch is number one. Uh, the only two names I have that you didn't list, yeah. I'll go Dan Williams. Okay. Uh, uh, What'd you is, say? They traded up for him. Would you say drafted man? him yeah. 20th overall? Dan uh, Williams uh, yeah. only recorded four sacks in yeah. four year career yeah. with the Broncos.
1: Played like played, but they're just waiting and waiting for him to be great, and it just mm-hmm. never happened.
2: And then Shane Ray, I don't have the the same history, so this one's a bit of a reach. No, that's that's not. That's
1: that's an interesting one.
2: Shane Ray, I think people were very excited about him. Remember, he was hyped up as a top five pick. Did they move up to Shane Ray? Yeah. He was hyped as a top five pick. He had the weed thing. They trade up to get him. That Von Miller's freaking out. I was as a kid running around uh, uh, my living room, like screaming, like "Oh my God, he fell to us! They yeah. got him!" Uh, and then Shaq Barrett, the undrafted free agent, added either the year before or the same year, ends up greatly outproducing him, being a much Not better close, player. Yeah. Now Shane Ray is struggling to catch on in the CFL. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's another one I got.
1: So Shane Ray, we had did a little TV thing with Shane Ray Cello and I. And you know, spent some time with him. He's a good dude. He's not a bad guy. but I hated about him, we had—he was a Chiefs fan, had Chiefs tattoos on him. Like yeah, he grew up there. Um, his bones were made out of pie crust. You know, I kind of felt bad for the guy. Just never hit when he was on the field. I think he had eight sacks. He had a decent amount. Of In uh, sacks, uh, the actually. Broncos Super Bowl season, I'm pulling it up. Let's see here that they won but they waited and waited and waited for him. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Next year, the next year he had eight. So 2015 was his rookie year, and he was a valuable part of that team that won the Super Bowl as a rotational pass rusher. Gets four sacks, five tackles for loss. Uh, Then 2016, he sees more playing time, forces a fumble, recovers two fumbles, including a touchdown, Yeah, eight sacks, 21 QB hits. Yeah. That was his peak year. And then next year, uh, just one sack, 2018, one sack, 2019, out of the league.
1: We did this thing, too, with him on TV where we played against him at Madden. And Cello played offense and I played defense. <laughs> that was pretty cool. We beat him. And uh, he was a good dude. He was not a bad guy. Just he had hype on him. When you move up for a guy, it's, it's, you're giving up other assets. You're literally well, giving up other players.
2: Where they moved up. He, he fell to where they moved up. He was hyped as a top five, absolutely. top ten talent in yes. that draft.
1: Yeah, Okay, let's go to break. Come back with Zach. Do one more. 303-831-1340. The hotline and the text line. It's not the text line. I'm lying. But you got to tweet at us if you want to get us in that fashion, which is cool. We'll read them. And then you can call us as well, or you could just listen to the show and enjoy it. Um, It's 1016 a.m. in the Mile High City. We're live from the Tech Center. Still so much to talk about. A little bit more about the Nuggets. A lot about the draft. Let's get into some draft stuff. Uh, It's my sports. Again, 10.20 a.m. in the Mile high City. We're live from the Tech Center. Thanks for being with uh, Zach Edbale. It's all good. Uh, you got any draft bust for us or any comments on some of those guys we mentioned?
3: Well, obviously, you know, Paxton Lynch. I think he's almost a unanimous number one yeah. for a draft bust for the Denver Broncos. Sure. Especially with them moving up. Um, but outside of that, you guys pretty much nailed all the ones that I had. Uh, I was going to bring up Shane Ray as well. Uh, but then I didn't realize he had a peak Shane Ray wasn't actually that bad. Well, that's
1: what I was mentioning to him. So you know, I just remember him at a moment or two um, was a kind of impact guy and provided some pretty good depth on a he, championship team. Shane Ray really just couldn't catch a break. No, you know, that, that was
3: his issue was the injury. Problems. No,
1: it's not fair. The guy had talent. It was the injuries that, you know, cut him down. It's just the way it works. It sucks. It's sad. Right. Yeah. You know,
3: like they say, um, you know, availability is the best ability yeah. for for a lot of players tim tebow is not a draft bust i don't care what
1: anybody says oh no he won he's not. the playoff you know, great game call. tim tebow is one of the unique icons in football history and he happened to be able to do that extend some of his collegiate incredible you know uh, career into one of the most unique seasons in nfl history a 1-4 team he takes over, takes them to the playoffs, plays Kyle Orton, who is starting for the Broncos, who is starting for the Chiefs at the end of the season, loses that game, goes to the playoffs, hooks up for with Demarius for one of the single 10 greatest plays in NFL playoff history, Jake. That is one of the 10 greatest plays in NFL playoff history. First play of overtime. It just it was incredible. Amazing. Um. Okay. Other guys on, like, the draft bust list, um, do you know what I did? I had my phone here. Tabs opened. And, you know, when I got my new phone, my tabs carried over from the old phone. <gasps> oh, hold on. Uh-oh. I deleted all my tabs on accident. Oops. I had just weeded them down from, like, 250 to, like, 100. And then, accidentally, my phone was in my pocket. I was playing pocket pull, I guess. Um... They were all deleted, and there's no way to recover. Two hundred
3: and fifty tabs.
1: Yeah, it's like Th- things, or a story, I, or like a thing. Yeah, just different stuff I've had. Man, that's how I know Stan- you're old. I know standings from like old seasons and just different stuff on tabs I had. Like in, and they're you all You don't gone. close your tabs. No. What? You close your tabs? Yeah. Why don't you save things? I do. That matter to you? I do, but I don't. Do you take pictures and then delete them? I'll you're like, you're just, here's what the picture looked like. I, I want to show you before I delete it.
3: I'll delete them eventually. Like once, you know, I'm tired of having that on my phone.
1: Whoa. Interesting.
3: Well, anyway. um, Damn, that's a lot of tabs. And you lost a lot of stuff, man. That that hurts. Sucks.
1: Total. Uh Okay.
3: Other draft busts around the league, or with with just the Broncos? Were you talking?
1: Oh, we can't do that at all for a month. Um, let's give me some draft success stories. Broncos draft success stories, recent off the top of your head that aren't Pats or Tam. Pats or Tam
3: <laughs> Um, you know, I would say Quinn Miners. You know, he got he got to see the field a little bit last year. Yeah. And he uh he showed out a little bit. He he's impressed George Payton and I think uh he might be fighting for that starting job here this season. Who's he, the greatest regard?
1: Who's the greatest Denver Broncos draft pick of all time? I'll tell you who came to my head right away is Vaughn.
3: Vaughn, obviously. Is the greatest
1: draft pick of all time. DeMaris is pretty good. He's up there. Um and Temarius and Tebow went two picks apart. Damarius And then in between, I think, was Des Bryant. Wait, let's look that up. Do you think that's true or did I make that up, Jake? I think that sounds right. Tell me if you think right. it's made up. That sounds right. Just tell me to my face. It's made up, I it's think. It's not made up. It's a lie, Danny. It's that's true. not even true. Okay. Uh, Tim Tebow, was that 2010? No. Yeah. Wait. Mm. What year was Tim Tebow drafted? He's what I found The
2: Denver Broncos drafted Tim Tebow with the 25th pick of the first round in the 2010 NFL.
1: I knew that. Thank you. Hit it. again. Again, NFL draft. Okay. Let's see what we have here. Okay. So, who was the first pick of that draft that year? It was Sam Bradford. Sue went to Gerald Bradford's a bust. Yeah, for sure. Um Gerald McCoy went 3, Trent Williams 4, he wasn't a bust. Eric Berry 5, Russell Okung 6, Joe Hayden 7. Uh Ronaldo McLean 8, CJ Spiller 9. Man, you could just go through one draft and do like a whole show off <laughs> just the history of this one random draft. Earl Thomas was 14, Jason Pierre-Paul was 15. Um uh, Maurice Pouncey, the Pouncey brothers. Okay, I lied. I was wrong. Number 22 overall. Again, this is the first year that Josh McDaniels, Hurricane Josh, took the team over, traded Jay Cutler for two second-round picks and had two first-round picks. With that first pick, the 22nd overall, the Denver Broncos select Demarius Thomas. Okay? The 23rd pick, the next pick, um, Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers select Brian Beluga, Belaga. Okay, the offensive lineman, right? Right. And then with the twenty fourth pick, the Cowboys select Des Bryant. So the Broncos then with the twenty fifth pick, which they got from Baltimore, drafted Tim Tebow. So they went uh, Thomas Belaga, Bryant, Tebow, and then. Another Dan Williams was drafted after that. Probably another bust. No, nah, he was all pretty Dan good are, No, they're you know, all pretty good dudes. Yeah, he had a pretty nice career. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally huge right. winner, too. That's like other Danny Williams. Devin McCourty was in that draft. Uh, TJ Ward was in that draft. Uh, with the 42nd pick of that draft in 2010, the New England Patriots select Rob Gronkowski. From Arizona. You heard of him? Who'd up is that guy? Broncos drafted with the 45th pick in the second round. Zane Beatles that year. The safety Taylor Mays. Remember him? A freak of an athlete of a man is drafted. He's from USC. Um, by the 49ers with the 49th pick. Uh, let me see here. Golden Tate was for a 60th pick in the second round. About it. Oh, Manuel Sanders, my guy, was drafted in the third round with the 82nd pick at SMU. The Steelers drafted Manuel Sanders. Had a great career. That was a great pick by them. Navarro Bowman was drafted in the third round. He's uh, 49ers great. Jimmy Graham drafted in that uh, third round of that draft. Everson Griffin in the fourth round. It was a pretty solid draft. Yeah, I mean, it just proves this is like any draft. This draft wasn't any better or any less special than any other draft. Actually, at the top, was kind of probably lesser successful because of the miss on Sam Bradford. Cam Chancellor's in that draft in the fifth round. Uh, safety Rashad Jones, fifth rounder there. Uh, Greg Hardy. The notorious Greg Hardy, right? Right. Was drafted by the Panthers in the sixth round. Antonio Brown. A-B. Oh! Ho, ho, ho. From Arizona, drafted in the sixth round with the 195th pick. Damn, I'm glad we kept going. Let me see here. And that's it. Who's Mr. Irrelevant in this draft? Let's see here. The final pick. Tim Toon. A receiver with the Lions with the 255th pick. Wow. The draft is fun to look back at. I actually, actually like the history of the draft more than like the draft itself, as if that's weird. You know, because once we get like the twentieth pick or the seventeenth pick, I'm like, who? Who's this guy? Where's this guy rank? Who the f- is that guy? And some people live off that stuff and really feed off of that stuff, and that's cool. No big, no big deal. But um, you know, I like looking back even two years ago draft, which we'll do on the other side at like Sports. Take my- The elephants. No. 303 1340, the hotline and the text line. It's Thanks for being with us. A couple segments left worth the show. I might retract my Von Miller's the greatest draft pick of all time. Oh, oh.
3: Broncos oh. draft pick.
1: Yeah. What did I say? Draft pick? Yeah. I meant Denver Broncos. Really? Because, yeah. I just think that the, and now I'm second guessing. I just don't even know who else it would be. Really? You have no clue who else you think that it could possibly be?
3: No clue at all. I mean, Vaughn is Super Bowl MVP. My brother.
1: Okay, well. uh, Do we have any draft noise music? That's always a hard one for you to find. You got it? Okay. Whoa. Okay, let me set this up. Okay. (laughs) With... The 196th pick in the sixth round of the 1995 draft out of Long Beach State, transferring to Georgia, running back. Terrell Davis. Yeah! Because of where you drafted him to Super Bowl MVP, 2,000 yards, and eventual NFL Hall of Fame, one of the five greatest Broncos ever, maybe one of the most underrated running backs in the history of the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, I might have Terrell Davis in there. It'd be hard. I'd have to really decide what matters the most to me the highest pick the Broncos have ever had in the history of the franchise living up to being one of the greatest players in NFL history that's the resume or an unknown out of nowhere who almost quit the team after being drafted in the sixth round turning into one of the greatest running backs in NFL history and becoming an eventual Super Bowl MVP it's tough damn that is tough that is do you know what that's a poll question You got to put on milehighsports.com. Who's the greatest Denver Broncos draft pick ever? Asked by me. Tag me. Um, Von Miller or Terrell Davis? (laughs) Oh, wow. Wowzers, Jake. That one is tough, bro. I personally believe that. Jake personally believes that.
0: I personally believe that.
3: The Broncos' greatest draft pick <gasps> was Terrell Davis.
0: Yes! Yeah! Dirt. Jake got dirt.
3: Putting up the poll now. We'll give you some
1: results at the end of the show. Nice. Badass, Jake.
0: That is badass.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see here what else. I think the Broncos here, we'll talk a little bit about the draft here that's going to be going down in like 48. It's not. That's not enough hours. What uh, seventy-two hours? That's what I meant to say. Zach's going. Seager's going to be there live as our correspondent. So we'll hear from him live. Um, the Broncos don't need anything. What they need is to add depth at um, almost any position because a championship-caliber team now. Um, needs to have a guy to go at every position a little extra as you can expect four starters of your projected 22 starters they four or five to be hurt at some point in the season so I I, I think I don't, I'm not some situations some teams depending on their current or you know their, their situation you draft a guy at an area of need because it makes sense you you scouted him um, you have a hole there. He's the highest on your board, you draft him. But the fear of that to me is trying to talk yourself into a guy. You're trying to talk yourself into a guy because and you're trying to fall in love with the guy because you know you have the need so bad. And you want it to fit. You want it to work. I'd rather go into a thing just falling head over heels for a a player. Yeah, do you know I know he's another receiver. I know he's another corner. I know we have a Javante, but this is the next Javante. Those are all, that's greed. That's luxury additions. It might feel like greed. I don't know if it's actual greed. It felt like it, and I said it, but you're just trying to find beefcakes. And, of course, you want it to be on the offensive line, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's in another corner that no one has valued or was smoking that cron or had... Baby mama drama. I don't want guys with baggage, but they're drafting in the second and third round now. They have three. Wait, wait. They have a th- How many second round picks do the Broncos have? Two. Oh, is that true? I believe so. Okay. So, you know, you're not going to get the cream of the crop. Your can of corn is going to have a little dent in it. But still, potentially the same stuff in there. Why wouldn't it be, right? A first round pick, you just got to go do it right. I don't know. I don't have all the answers for the draft. And I think I have a kind of a draft philosophy or some draft theories that I you know would take into my draft room and onto my draft board. But the Broncos are in a great position to just go draft guys who they think could be great players and not so desperate. You know, once you have a quarterback, it just changes everything. Say, okay, let's... um. Real quick here, Jake, we're going to go into a alternate, an alternate multiverse, okay? We're in a multiverse right now, and Russell Wilson went back to the Seahawks. The Broncos are actually running it back with Teddy and Drew Locke, and they've made the statement that Teddy it started last year. Um, the team was better. Teddy will start, but it's going to be a true open competition. Okay. Danny. What? Stop the show. Dang, stop the show. Something's Whoa. happening.
3: We got a call.
1: From the cops?
3: F. Lewis. <gasps> but he didn't want to come on. Okay. He said, loves the show, but we have to add somebody else to our poll.
1: Steve Atwater. Oh, Oh wow. Where was Steve Atwater drafted? Siri? In the third round? I found this on the web. Oh, the 20th pick in the first round in Arkansas. I knew that. Was I thinking of Dennis Smith? When was Dennis Smith drafted? Also in the first round. That's not helping. Wow. Out on your A. Water. Oh, yeah. Next tier. I, th- I would say he's second tier as well. N- next tier. I mean, he's not second tier anything.
3: No, from, from Terrell Davis Listen, and Vaughn Miller.
1: I just didn't like the way you said it. Um, but I know what you meant, and I totally agree with you. Dennis Smith was an incredible pl- – how many years did Dennis Smith play for the Broncos? 14 years or something crazy? Let's see. Let me, I had his stuff up here. Dennis Smith played 52, for, from 81 to 94. Let's run those numbers real quick. <laughs> 14 years. <laughs> Got it again. Well, F. Lewis, I'll tell you, I think you're the best, man. I really appreciate you. I don't know. You know. I I don't make any money doing radio. I'm not on TV. You know what I mean? I'm so smart, Eflos. You know I should be making like a CEO or something somewhere.
2: I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add I should be
1: running a corporation. I should be starring on TV and film and stage somewhere. I should be like with Matthew Broderick on Broadway right now, opening the new hit, you know, play.
0: I'm a dumbass
1: but instead i like try to come and do the show every day for guys like f lewis because you know F. lewis got a routine and we're a part of it and we know it and we appreciate it and i love him for it you know so i'm not mark schlevens or schlevens and erith but uh we try to do a good job for guys like f lewis and have fun and be a little bit insightful, bring you. We know we're not like anybody else, and we're not trying to be. It just has happened naturally. It's just the way God made us, right, Jake? That's it's right. just the way, you know, listen. Yeah, GD, right. It, it, he's got tendrils, and that's just the way God made him. Okay. I am, again, um huge wiener. It's just what God gave me. I didn't ask for it, guys. This is a burden, okay? You know? <laughs> you used to call me the tripod in college. Um,
0: Yeah, right.
1: And it just, you know, wasn't because of my camera skills. Uh, but, yeah, man, let's go to break and come back. And we'll do a little bit more draft stuff. I feel like we got to talk about the Nuggets a little bit more, too. Golden Thailand has to do the same thing. Go for about 18 points in Golden State. Wins that game Wednesday. Okay, that's a long time. That sucks. Why are they doing this? I don't know. Eh, okay. Travel day. Eh, eh, okay, I get it. It's been a long season. But if you're going seven games in the first round, then maybe you go a 70 game NBA season. You know, because that's you lose six home games. Everyone loses six home games, right? Right, right. That would I'd be a, completely okay with that. I mean, again, but I I also love NBA every night and every other night, too. So it takes away from that. I'm just looking out for the players, man. All right. Danny and Jake, smiley sports.
3: Yeah, Spider and Freezing full effect. You ready, Jake? I'm ready. You ready, then? I'm ready, Snake. Are you? Oh, yeah.
1: Girl, I must warn you. Final segment of the show. Thanks for being with us. Text line down. Sorry, text dudes. Uh, just hang tight. We'll get it all figured out. No big deal. In the meantime, you could tweet at us. I'm at TweetsDanny on Twitter. Jake's at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. F. Lewis called in. That was really cool of him. I love to meet F. Lewis one day. F. Lewis, I swear to you. I don't know if you're in Greeley or, or where you are. I will come up and have a coffee with you. I told you I'd meet you at Johnson's Corner, but I'm just half joking. I'll come up to where I don't know where it's like in Loveland or Longmont. Why do I think that? Did I make that kind of stuff up? He'll yeah, to, you're just making. Sense he'll have to. <laughs> he'll have to let us know, but I swear I'll, I'll I'll come up and buy you a burger or coffee. Let's chop it up because you know you're a former lawyer and I may need your legal representation at some point in the future, uh, even though I'm now just a petty thug. Um, about five minutes left worth of show. Do the Nets get swept? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what's going on with them. Um, I thought that Ben Simmons could have came in and sparked them and played about twenty-two minutes. Um, got everybody excited. Now back is sort. What's this guy's problem? What is Ben Simmons' deal? Because he's it's just like bag. the most. He's like the most. He's. I don't. I think he's the number one kind of villainary figure, heel, bad dude in the NBA right now. Is there any more unlikable guy in the entire league than Ben Simmons? I mean, Kyrie looks likable compared to this guy.
3: Yeah, Kyrie isn't as bad as Ben Simmons, and that's saying a lot because Kyrie's pretty bad. But um, the thing is that Kyrie backs it up with his play, though. You know, Kyrie is actually playing on the court. Yeah. And when he does, he balls out. Ben Simmons can't shoot a three or a free throw to save his life. And is injury prone and doesn't see the floor, and he is—he's got those—I don't know—he seems soft to me. So all that combined, he is the the most hateable guy in the league. And enough of this KD's best player on the planet crap. All right. He's getting clamped
1: by JT. Um. What else? NBA the playoffs. Suns. The Suns got two beat last two. night. Devin Booker, you know, he's there. he's the motor. You know, Chris Paul might be like the lifeblood, the oil, makes it all kind of help go. You can't have one without the other, but like the engine that makes the whole thing go, the 25 points, the 30 points a night that Chris Paul definitely doesn't bring you, and that Mikel Bridges or any kind of Cam Jordan or Cam Payne or, you know, Cam Newton could bring. Um, it's not, it's not that, the, not that guy. The Suns are do- doomed. I'm not saying they're losing the series, which they very well could, but if Devin Booker is going to try to come back in two weeks, that means probably should be a month injury, and they're going to try to make it two weeks because it's uh, a team that maybe was the NBA's best, that was maybe the favorite, and supposed to was the Vegas favorite, supposed to win the best team is they're not close and they can't win without him. And it just helps the Bucks who are without Middleton now. And it helps the, um, who else? Like, as a team that now has life again in terms of the champions, the Celtics. I mean, the first half of the season, they was like, they're just trying to figure themselves out. They're barely a 500 team. And they're, now they're empowered. Now the Celtics think, well, not only can we make a run in this thing, we might be able to win this thing. What else?
3: Uh, also, the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies tied up at 2-2. Two to two. These are two of the best series going on right now. Yeah, the Sun series partially due because of injury. If Booker was playing, this would be a sweep. Yeah. But since he's injured, it's a nice series. But, you know, John Morant hasn't really been playing too well. And the Grizzlies are uh, quickly um, looking like they're going to come up short. I think the Timberwolves have... have uh, embody they have the their- Patrick Beverly
1: mentality. Well, do you know what they are? The Timberwolves are the Grizzlies a few years ago a bunch of young talent. The difference is the Grizzlies have found a way to win this season with that talent. Minnesota hasn't had guys together. The addition of D'Angelo Russell, uh, the trading of Andrew Wiggins, the emergence of a young star and uh, Anthony Edwards, who you can ball out, and have big numbers, but learning to win. It's a whole nother thing. Carl Anthony Towns is in and out of the lineup. He's had a lot of personal drama The whole COVID thing affected him more than maybe any other player in the league or in sports. Um, that's all affected them over the past couple few seasons when they might have otherwise been able to kind of compete. So now they're putting it together, probably see themselves in a little bit of the young Grizzlies and are kind of acting like veteran bullies against those guys. So that, I think that series probably goes to the Timberwolves. I think that the Grizz are bounced, which again, tie back into the Broncos. That's what matters the most to us here. You have the Broncos, the Nuggets, because that's what we care about. You're like, what? Um, if the Nuggets were with Jamal Murray and the Nuggets were healthy, well, then they'd be in their way. Uh, aging Golden State team, which they wouldn't have faced in the first round. A, listen, a a Mavericks team without Luka. A Suns team without Devin Booker. And, The Grizzlies getting knocked off by the Timberwolves. They'd be a fast track to to the NBA Finals. Uh, They'd be favorites. But that's with, you know, uh, Jamal Murray. And those are just ifs. And we know that if my aunt had a wiener, then she'd be my uncle. Right. So.
3: And to uh, finish the show off, we have an update on our poll. Uh, 45 votes in. Terrell Davis leads the pack. 64 point four percent to von miller's 35.6 there's 23 hours left on the poll we'll we'll touch back again tomorrow and we'll see where it finished
1: dang okay good stuff today fun one tomorrow will be a taco tuesday we'll be back and we'll need you guys to pick up some slack and contribute to the show react react to me clones uh for jake meyer anillo and andrew are next i am danny williams we appreciate you guys and we love you guys good night sheila good
2: night
0: good night thank you sheila
2: bye terry bye
0: sheila i'll never forget tonight bye terry all right Alan. whatever go inside bye sheila bye. see you terry bye sheila i don't know if you heard me bye terry bye sheila Stop. real reckless. Stop, Stop. I adopted. Stop. Now I'm about to make (��y) them tuck they (inaudible) whole (inaudible) summer in